Welcome to Significance. Your host, Darren Kittleson, is an entrepreneur, business coach, professional speaker, and author. In this podcast, Darren embarks on a quest to tell the stories of people who made a difference in the world. It may have been a conscious decision, one of faith, or perhaps without even really thinking about it. Our guests have taken some action to help others in a way that left an impact. So for the next 20 to 30 minutes, Darren will share those stories with you. His intention is to spur you into positive action as well. Thanks for listening to Significance, the action of filling the space between the dash on our tombstone. And I'm excited today. Our guest today is uh, is a good friend of mine. So in full disclosure, uh, our guest Scott Kibbers and I have known each other, man, Scott, uh, has it been maybe 10 years? 14, 10 years. Yes, sir. I thought so. And and Scott is uh, a business owner. He owns real estate brokerages uh, in uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, that's not the conversation we're going to have today, though. One of the things that was really impressive about Scott for me when we first had a chance to meet was he's got what many people would call a servant's heart. At least that's my opinion. And and so when I was thinking about who I'd love to have this conversation with, Scott, you hit my list right away. So I appreciate that you're willing to spend some time with us today. It's my pleasure. It's my honor. So, Scott, tell me a little bit about, maybe share with us just a little background about who you are. I, I talked a little bit about that, yet I know there's more to that story. Gosh, Darren, I am a farm boy from Nebraska who moved to Arizona in 85, who sold medical equipment in the operating room for 20 years, who transitioned into the real estate industry in 2005. Uh, And as I moved through that industry into leadership ownership, uh, it was an opportunity to get more and more involved locally with our community here in Metro Phoenix and see the opportunity of of influence and contribution and and people in need or organizations in need. And uh, I was fortunate to move into a portion of my life where there was abundance to serve at that level. And it's been one of the most significant parts of my life without question. You know, Scott, I was just, I was thinking about this. I think it was even one of the very first times that we had a chance to, uh, to spend time together you would talk to me about your passion for helping veterans. And uh, so where, where does that come from? Gosh, Darren, uh, I'm going to go back in time just ever so slightly. Uh, I graduated college, and I took this comprehensive assessment done through the, the college I grew up in, in in Nebraska. And the results were the four top job opportunities that are recommended for me were Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, in that order. Huh, okay. That's part of my DNA. And and then as I learned more later in life, my my dad's father, my grandpa George Kibbers, was in the Army in World War I. My father and all of his brothers were in the Army uh, from the Battle of the Bulge, uh, Korean conflict, etc. And today I'm proud to share with you that my son Sam – is uh, battling with Hurricane Florence at Fort Bragg. He's in the Army working on the Apache helicopters at Fort Bragg. So it's uh, it's in my genetic DNA. No kidding. So it really is just legacy, it sounds like, with uh, with generations of Kibbers serving uh, in that capacity. So first off, you know, big thank you to Sam uh, for his service. That's that's tremendous, and and want to make sure that we keep him in our thoughts and prayers as he does what he does each and every day. So that that was kind of the the beginning of that, and and the organization we were going to talk a little bit about today is one called Candlelight Connection. 
So give us a little background on what that is. Well, Candlelight Connection is in, a, in launch plus mode right now as we speak. And the, the concept of Candlelight Connection is the, the letter CLC, uh, Community Leadership and Connection. Having a venue, an event uh, that takes a, a group of people that is fluid and, and not always the same and go in and support different lanes of nonprofit or, or lanes of uh, service in our community. More specifically, uh, our, as we launched, uh, we targeted six key nonprofit lanes, uh, the lane of, of veterans, uh, homeless or, or those without homes, hungry, kids slash education, uh, animals, pets, and then last, just a generic nonprofit in general. And the goal of the Candlelight Connection is is to create a, a, a shared experience with 100 people at a time, or give or take, about 100 people at a time. And, and we would like to attend a nonprofit and, and learn about their organization, see it firsthand, have that experiential relationship so that we can see what's going well and where the need is. And, and hear from the leaders of that group that organization, what their vision is and what's next for them. And if we could take a tour of their facility, that's great. We'd love to spend, oh, 30 to 45 minutes in a Q&A session to learn about that future vision. We'd like to hear in that, in that session a, a concept or a shared experience of that specific leader. Where are they in their leadership journey? Are they just getting launched? Are they mentoring anybody? Who's mentoring them? And, and have this shared experience with this 100 people that they can super connect, really connect to that organization. Mm-hmm. We ask the people that come, Darren, to open their checkbook and write a $100 check directly to that organization that day. And we leave with 100 new ambassadors supporting that nonprofit organization. You know, and, and in that, uh, with 100 people there, each writing a $100 check, it's a $10,000 influx of additional donation that day to that organization, isn't it? It is. So it's a, is it that idea that, you know, it's a, a a big group with a small amount can have a big impact? Because, you know, I, I would think these folks that you would be inviting to come look at this, $100 isn't going to be a make or break for any of them, yet 10000 into that organization could make a big impact. 100%. You, you nailed it there. And the other part is, Darren, is it brings a lift. It brings an energy to that nonprofit. Because so many times uh, organizations that have leaders leading that nonprofit, they're givers by nature. They get joy from giving. And givers, as we know, always have a harder time with the ask. And so this is something where we can recognize a nonprofit uh, find something they're doing well, and and bring energy and a lift to that organization financially, and then with connection. Because if you if you look at it hard, Darren, we will probably have thirty people that w- might do three of the six events on an annual basis. We might have fifty people that would do two of the six a year, but we anticipate. 50-some people being unique to each lane of the event, meaning I'm really passionate about veterans. Mm-hmm. Sign me up for that one, Scott. 
and oh, by the way, I might be interested in pets and animals or helping with the hungry. Uh, but we want the people in the room to be passionate about that lane of nonprofit and then have them be ambassadors when they leave. So two questions kind of come up for me. Number one, how does a, a nonprofit get chosen to host an event? That's a great question. So we have a core group of six that I'm going to use the word vetting process. And, and in a perfect world, we are going to have three to four key uh, nonprofits in each lane that we have to vet and find out if this is the best way we could serve that, that organization. So there's a core group of six that does the selection process. And then we from there go out and, and find the hundred people that would like to attend this event on this night and this time. And that was the second question is how, so knowing that uh, you're kind of in your vision for this each time, it's going to be maybe some repeat folks just because of their passion for helping yet many times it's going to be brand new uh, individuals attending. So how do you, how do you get that reach so that you can fill that room? So there's influence uh, in terms of, uh, people that we know or, or have relationship. Uh, let me say it this way. We're looking for the community heroes in each one of those lanes initially, of those initial six. And we know we could expand that to, here in Arizona, we could easily expand that to uh, the elderly. We could expand that to mental health. And and one other quick one. Uh, point being, uh, we have those kinds of connections and we're always seeking to like, uh, Darren, who might you know that would like to be a part of that here in Phoenix? Got it. So really just the power of, of social networks, if you will, or, or, or spheres of influence, our own personal networks based on what we're passionate about. 100%. That's awesome. So, you know, I want to take it back just a little bit. How did this idea come to be? This idea came uh, out of a real estate uh, concept we had in our in our real estate office. Uh, we had a program, still have, called Know Your City. And as realtors in our community, we have to know how to market and negotiate and, and promote ourselves, et cetera. But so often, uh, when you know something really intimate in your community, uh, that conviction, that power, that, that meeting of introduction is just beyond powerful. And you have to understand, too, that, that our, our, our community of Phoenix, and any community for that matter, is always evolving. It's never stagnant. Sure. And we came up with a program called Know Your City where we, we just took a half a day, and it was invite only, nothing mandatory. But we went out of the community, and we went to the original chapter of the Phoenix Boys and Girls Club, for instance. And we saw the, the campus that's now 68 years old. And, and went through it and saw the condition that it was in and saw the kids and saw the leadership and, and got a tremendous understanding of what happens in a boys and girls club. And for those who have never attended, like myself at the time, it was moving, moving. We took that same concept. We went to the Phoenix Children's Hospital. On the west side of Phoenix, we have Luke Air Force Base. Luke Air Force Base is now the training campus the F-35 Raptor jet, and it will be training people from 18 countries between now and the next 20 years. It's kind of like Top Gun of the West. Wow, yeah. (laughs) We went into the Phoenix Zoning and Planning Commission. We went to see the the convention hall in Phoenix and just different things like that, shared experiences. 
we had the concept, Darren, and it's a great question. We had the concept of we all left ambassadors and powerful in our knowledge, and we could convey that to our friends, family, neighbors, and in the real estate world to our customers and clients. What we've added in Candlelight Connection quickly, Darren, is is uh, expanded not just to my real estate office, but to the community, and that we have the power to write a check. And that $10,000 bump can make a huge difference in the organization. Well, so if I heard you correctly, so this, this started out of uh, within your own company, just helping your people become more knowledgeable and ingrained in the community by going to those different organizations. And in doing so, um, they became better ambassadors for the markets they serve. And and my guess is some of those agents that work with you are probably going to be pretty big proponents for what you're doing now with Candlelight Connection. Is that what you're seeing? Uh, they're definitely a, a significant part of the core group, no question. Yeah, so that's interesting. So, so is so have you hosted any events yet, or is this just kind of in its infancy? We we have been privileged to host one uh, so far, and uh, if anybody from the the seventies rock of Alice Cooper, um, statesman, community advocate, uh, all around great guy in in Phoenix. So wait a minute uh, now, you got to you you've got to slow down on that. From when you said Alice Cooper, and then you use the word statesman right after, I'm I'm thinking I'm probably not the only person who goes, where does that connect? <laughs> oh, oh my! So Alice Cooper. Is, is just a phenomenal advocate for the city of Phoenix. And for 21 years now, he has had a, uh, a program here in Phoenix, uh, a facility called the Solid Rock Teen Center. And it's been going on for 21 years. And if you could just quickly think of a boys and girls club that focuses on music, arts, and dance. And in our metro, those are some of the first things that got cut from school budgets. Sure. So he offers in the Solid Rock Foundation, Solid Rock Teen Center, uh, it's a 20-plus thousand square foot campus with music, arts, and dance. And it's for teens, well, it's for kids 12 to 20, uh, mostly teenagers, in those critical years. And it gives them an opportunity to have a a safe place to go with world-class Training, education, etc. Um, and Alice Cooper—that's and he's the one who's made that possible. He is the one. His billboards on the top. He's one of the primary fundraisers of this. And after 21 years, he's had one campus. The, the organizations have one campus. And more recently, as they've now gone into what I call mastery, they want to expand to into at least two more cities in metro phoenix possibly three and then there's other people other communities in throughout the united states which i'll rename nameless right now but that have come to him and said hey could we have one of these in our city sure. it's phenomenal and so we did our first candlelight connection right after he did uh, jesus christ superstar in london uh and, and boy talk about keeping a secret uh we had set the date about three months in advance for our first event and, and I couldn't tell anybody that uh, Alice and his wife, Cheryl, were going to be in attendance. <laughs> uh, boy, did I want to let that one out. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh, so we had this beautiful event, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar in London. And then just 12 days later, he, as, as they announced him, he just came out from behind the back of the stage and, and had a 30-minute presentation. And, 
he didn't talk so much as term, you know, being an international rock star or, or time on the stage in London. He, he talked about his passion for kids and, and helping kids and with arts and music. And he's, he's just a heartfelt individual as his wife is. And they've done a lot of great things in our community. So that was our first campus. Uh, they have seating for way north of 100 people in their venue. And uh, they said, uh, this was good for us. We have some ambassadors now in our community. And anytime you would like to use our campus uh, to host your 100, if you're ever doing a nonprofit that doesn't have that capacity, please host it here in our uh, in our music auditorium. That's fantastic. So you filled the room, you hit your 100 people, and you did that without being able to tell anybody that Alice Cooper was going to be there. Exactly. We just did our own metro, um, uh, our, our own accord in, in our community. And, and again, it's just about kids and, and the arts. And uh, my, my update that I got on Monday is uh, there are two main cities in Metro Phoenix that are way down the road in terms of we would like to help you secure a campus. And then the next thing is, is getting it built out and leadership inside there and making it known to the community that this is now available in their immediate area. So, so that first Solid Rock Teen Center, on, on, how many kids does that serve? Do you, do you have an idea of what, what they're able to do? On a daily basis, it's about 150 that come through. Uh, but there are hundreds and hundreds that are able to come through during a week or a month. Uh, and they're just now getting what I'm going to call a second generation. They're getting kids that grew up going to the Solid Rock who now have kids that are t- early teenagers that can return. It's just starting that generation. And it's really exciting time in the growth of their organization. So that's amazing. So at that age from 12 to 20, when, you know, after school and weekends, free time, uh, the concern for a lot of parents, I'm sure, is probably what is my child up to? This is an opportunity for them to go work in the arts, right? So music, dance, uh, anything like that. that. That's awesome. So so let me ask you this question. I just want to shift gears a little bit. So if someone listening to the podcast goes, you know, that's awesome, Scott. You're a, you know, you're, you're a successful business guy in Phoenix. It's a big metro area. Um, you know, so to, and to get Alice Cooper at your very first event, you know, that's cool. But I live somewhere that that's not an opportunity. What would you say, like, to get started, what does it take to, to kind of look at an opportunity to have an impact in, in your local community? Boy, uh, find the cultural heroes. Find the people that uh, have done uh, something maybe in a different lane in terms of healthcare or business or law or or. Uh, public service, mayor, etc., and learn learn about what you can do with abundance. and And please know that it doesn't take a hundred people to make a difference. That individual person could take thirty minutes and move the needle for an organization, or create an organization that moves the needle for other organizations. So my advice is find those with a servant heart that uh, have the abundance to want to give back. And then know, too, that givers uh, so often just just are reluctant or resistant to asking for help. And so volunteer that help. How could we best serve? What are your unique contributions that you as an individual could give? Uh, 
and and are you simply getting better every day? Um, in, in in your experience, Scott, because I know you've worked with a lot of other nonprofits, um, is it really simply about just reaching out and asking? And they're 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 all very open to help. Is that would that be a fair statement? You know, that's a very fair statement. And and if you can come in with here are my core companies, here are my unique gifts. Uh, I might have a checkbook that I could write a check. I might have knowledge in in legal counsel or law. I might have uh, items from a, a, an office that I'm remodeling or a home that I'm remodeling, and I might have some beautiful office furniture or or what what uh, personal items might be, and find somebody who could benefit from that. Um, we see that a lot in the real estate world, that uh, being in the community uh, – People are, are updating or moving out of state and they say, hey, hey, I just don't have a home for this. Could you help us find a home for that? Most recently, we had a, a lovely home sell and the owner says, I'm not taking the pool table. Could you help me find a home? And I said, gosh, the Boys and Girls Club, any Boys and Girls Club in Metro Phoenix could always benefit from a new pool table mm-hmm. every day in a Boys and Girls Club. So it really is just kind of, uh, it's a little shift in mindset, if I heard that correctly, to be thinking about how you could contribute somehow, right? Mm -hmm. And and, and the thing I was thinking about, and and tell me if this is true about Candlelight Connection, because um, the way you've structured this organization, my guess is when someone writes a check, um, that's to a nonprofit, so there's some tax opportunities with that. Yet, Candlelight Connection doesn't have to become a nonprofit in order to do it because you're just a conduit. Is that is that what how that's structured? Well, currently, that's exactly how it's structured. We will we will secure our nonprofit status just to to, to stay in line and, and in step there. Uh, but we are a conduit and a connector, so we want to again connect our community and our leadership and and have and create an additional ambassadors for these various uh, organizations that we're supporting yeah that's awesome so uh so just just if anyone's interested in in checking out uh, more of about candlelight connection and uh supporting it right so if i'm in the greater phoenix area i could become involved with this um if i want to connect with you i believe the website is just candlelightconnection.com is that correct and we're gonna we'll post that right below uh, where this podcast is here on the website too, so you can always cl- click on that. So you know, I, so Scott, I think what you just said is really, in my impression, in the ten years you and I have known each other, I think that just sums up who you are, and that is a conduit and a connector. And uh, I love the words you used because you talked about cultural heroes in each and every market. And I think every community uh, has those people. I would assert that you're one of them because I know a little bit more of the story of some of the other uh, things you do. Yet it is about finding those people and just connecting with them. And if I was thinking of getting started and I've never done anything like this, would that be the place to begin is just kind of find those people? Yes, and how do I go about doing that? What, what's, what would your advice be if I'm, if I'm someone just, just getting started in that journey? Sure. So if your passion is surrounding children, kids, a, a local boys and girls club is an outstanding launch point. Big brothers, big sisters, make a wish. If your passion is veterans, uh, any local veterans, hospital, VA, hospital, uh, is always in need support, and they're going to know all of the 
veteran programs and services made available to veterans in that community. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you could mm-hmm. talk to local city government, anything around uh, homeless or uh, the unhoused and or any kind of food bank in terms of providing food. Uh, pets and animals, of course, is any uh, shelter of any type that you could support. And then uh, last but not least, when we launched, we, we left it open with a, uh, a just a true nonprofit. What's a nonprofit that's just a center of excellence or maybe an up-and-coming nonprofit that is unique that could really benefit for an extra $10,000 and a hundred new ambassadors uh, talking, praising, and promoting uh, a unique, valid, up-and-coming nonprofit. Yeah, and that's awesome. And I heard you, there's kind of two pieces to what you just said in my mind about how you structured this. One is it's the donation of, you know, the $100 per person, and that $10,000 influx really could be a make or break for uh, a lot of these nonprofits. And the other part, though, and I want to make sure uh, we don't go over that because you've mentioned this a couple times and I think it's so important, the ambassador piece, right? That now I've got awareness of this organization, I can go out and tell their story. And and we all have influence, you know, in our communities at varying degrees. And so that's the other piece of this, isn't it, is to just create influencers to be those ambassadors so that uh, the organizations can thrive. You're so right, Darren. Uh, and so many times in uh, a nonprofit lane that we're playing in here is you buy into the leader, of course, and then you buy into their vision. And this this candlelight connection experience with 100 people, 100 people get the same experience all at the same time in concert with one another. And, and then they can talk amongst themselves, build relationships amongst themselves, and they leave just inspired. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And you know, on that note, um, we're, as as part of the group that's developing this and being a leader in Cadillac Connection, what is your vision for this organization? Where, where do you where do you envision this going? Uh, candidly, in the next three years, we would like to uh, secure at least three hundred thousand dollars in donations to our local nonprofits. Uh, and then have uh, 18 events occur uh, in the next three years. Uh, then after that, we would like to look at expanding the concept of candlelight connection into other cities and just provide the bandwidth, the, the foundation for that, and, and let it be mirrored and moved ahead in other major or mid-level cities. And uh, uh, my co-founder, her name is Eliza, she happens to be my daughter. Um, we had an in-depth conversation about city number two just this week. Got it. So, so if I heard you correctly, Scott, it's it's really using uh, the Greater Phoenix area maybe as your uh, your lab to template a mm-hmm. model that uh, in the next three years you could take and take into any community and have it. Uh, Uh, have the same level of success that you're doing at raising uh, $10,000 each time you do this or $300,000 in a three-year period. Is that, is that the vision? Yes, sir. That's awesome. So if someone listening wants to reach out to you, if they have any specific questions, is there a way they can connect with you? So candlelightconnection.com and there's a place to put your, your name and information there. Uh, My personal email address. May I share that Darren? Yeah. If you, if you'd like to, that's perfect. It's just my simple first and last name, which was always stressful the first day of school. It's uh, Scott 
And then my last name, Kibbers, K-I-B-U-R-Z, at gmail.com. There's no dot, no period, just scottkibbers at gmail.com. All right, Scott, is there anything I should have asked you that I have forgotten to today? Darren, you've been generous with your questions, your insight. You're always so purposeful. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a sincere fan and have been for years. Uh, I wish you great success with this. I hope our time together contributed in a positive way. And uh, just know I'm a fan, sir. Absolutely. And I just want to say a big thank you. I love that you were willing to spend some time. And more importantly, that you're a guy out there making a difference. So that's the other piece. So thank you so much, Scott. Thank you, Darren. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and found the inspiration to make a difference in our world as well. You can subscribe to future podcasts by clicking the subscribe button on this episode's page. If you have an idea for a guest, please contact Darren at the email address you'll also find on the page. You've been listening to Significance, the action of filling the space between